This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you shift your vibe and radiate self-love so you'll naturally attract the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm so excited. I'm talking with Marcy Newman again. Welcome, Marcy. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Helena, I'm so happy to be here. And we are talking about one of my absolute favorite, favorite topics. So yes, Oh my gosh, what a wonderful way for us to start off the new year, isn't it? Absolutely. This is one of my favorite topics as well. We're going to be talking about how to manifest what you want in any area of your life and the surprising thing you need in order to do that. We're also going to be talking about the importance of self-love when it comes to manifesting or probably improving any area of your life. For those of you who aren't familiar with Marcy, she's an integrative intuitive counselor, certified hypnotherapist, author, creator of award-winning healing products and the founder of self-love university. She hosts a show on heart shift TV and she helps people release toxic stuck energy and open their hearts to build lasting self-love that helps keep you coming back to your authentic self, which is what my podcast is all about. We're broadcasting live on bullhorn today, by the way. So I see some people joining, say hi in the chat. Let us know if you have any questions about this topic or anything else. And let's dive in Marcy. What's the first thing you wanted to say about this topic? I think the first thing that I want to say is that we need to do some myth busting, okay, <laughs> because mm -hmm. there is so much misinformation out there. And I think as time goes on, there's even more and more and more. And the reason for that is, is that it's so easy to get confused with all of this, particularly if there are teachers that are telling you that there is this strict formula that must be followed in order to manifest. Let's face it, there is nothing in life that follows <clears throat> any strict formula, okay? And so I think the first myth that we have to start to take a look at and really do some busting on is the fact that manifestation is not a linear process. It is something that requires your constant attention. And so as we are looking to manifest, one of the things that we must do is to give ourselves permission to think outside of that box, outside of that box that every single person at some time or another has created for themselves that told them you must do this. Mm -hmm. 
The other thing is, is that, you know, when we're looking at this process, because so many people have been disappointed and so many people believe that they have fallen short from what they had as their manifestation project, we need to understand, and this is one of those things that we just have to accept, and that is there is no such thing as falling short. The universe has devised these circuits for energy that follow a pattern, and the pattern is without fail. So if the pattern of the universe, of these energetic laws, you might say, is a sure thing, what does it tell us? It tells us that there's something that's being short-circuited on our end. And so as we you know, continue our discussion today, we're going to start to look at that, I think, from various ways that can help to uncover what some of these issues are. So how do you feel about myth busting? Is that something that comes up a lot when you're talking with people? A hundred percent. I could not <laughs> agree with you more. And this is why I love talking with you, Marcy. You talk about things in a way that I've never really heard before, but at the same time, it deeply, deeply resonates with me. I'm curious if this is resonating with everyone listening live. Let us know in the chat, or if you have any questions, feel free to type those in as well. I love what you said, and I completely agree that there's this feeling like we need to improve ourselves or constantly work on this. I call that the self-help trap or the healing trap. And I think a lot of people who are drawn to this work can easily fall into that. And I think that actually directly interferes with their ability to attract what they want or it slows them way down. I'd love to talk some more about this. You said that sometimes there's some sort of like short circuit thing happening in our minds when we fall into some of these myths. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I'd love to. And great question, by the way. So, you know, what, what are some of these short circuits? Well, they are you, number one, giving up before your manifestation has an opportunity to come together. You know, let's face it, we've all sort of become this um, instant gratification sort of population, right? We're accustomed to turning our computer on and bam, we have access to everything and anything that we are curious about, right? All of this information. And we've even noticed, and I'm sure you have too, that people's attention span is getting less and less. Their ability to have patience is getting less and less. And one of the things that I have found is that patience is necessary but it's not on the part of the universe. The universe answers instantaneously, but it answers dependent on the velocity, you might say, of the energy that it's receiving. Remember, the universe simply receives the energy and responds. That's what its job is. And so when we are in this society, in this culture now that has become so impatient with life. 
we have a tendency to internalize that impatience and then we just sort of flick things off, right? We say, oh, we gave it a shot. It didn't work. Oh, we read this book and did everything it said and it didn't work. Oh, we were in that program and did everything it said to do and didn't work. Why didn't it work? It didn't work because as I said, there is a short circuit. So one of the things that we're called to do, of course, is simply to look at the response that we've received. And rather than just flicking it off, we have to say, okay, if I know that the universe is responding to me 24-7, and in those few moments, I have given it this information, what is the information that I'm giving it all of those other moments that might have interfered? So we need to look at that. We need to look at where we're hanging out in our thoughts. But from my perspective, and I think you share this, and that is where are you hanging out in your heart? You know, there are no random thoughts. Thoughts originate from someplace. And where they originate from is the frequency of our heart. Our heart is what directs our life. If you are cut off from your heart, you your thoughts are cut off from the very energy that is meant to source them to produce and, and, and manifest your heart's desires. So if there's a wall there, a wall that's preventing the energy of your heart, the magnetism that you talk so brilliantly about, if you are cut off from that magnetism, what happens is there's no energy to feed your thoughts and take them to the frequency that is necessary in order to bring a response of its own caliber. That is so powerful. I feel like I'm going to have to go back and listen to that over and over and over <laughs> to get it into my system. Yeah. I love everything you said. It sounds so complex, but it really is very simple. So I'm mm -hmm. hoping to simplify this for everyone. Jennifer in the chat says, I'm in that trap. I think she means the, the self-help healing trap. It's a really common thing. How do you know if you're cut off from your heart? Marcy, I'd love to give some really specific examples yeah. of what that feels like or looks like, because I think we can all tend to go there very easily all throughout the day, right? Yep. Okay. Everybody who's <clears throat> here now tuning in or who will be in this replay, I want you to just take a moment and take a breath in and just let that breath go. And I want you to just take a moment to allow yourself to be soft because what I'm about to say is not an accusation. What I'm about to say is coming from such a deep place of love within me. But if you at any time during your day are 
either rejecting or withholding love, you are cutting yourself off from the energy source that is there, whose purpose is to fulfill your heart's desires. Got it. That is beautiful and makes so much sense to me. I can definitely feel it when I'm in my heart. Certain thoughts come to me. Like, for example, when I'm really in alignment and things are flowing, it's just like a momentary thing. I'll receive a thought like how amazing things work out for me always in perfect timing. Like I'm very aware of how the timing of my life has all just been so perfect. So when I'm not in that place, I'll tend to get impatient. Like you said, I'm one of the most impatient people on the entire planet. (laughs) So if I want something and it's not happening right now, I do everything you talked about at the beginning of this episode. I start taking score where I am and feeling (laughs) frustrated. I get really just irritable and annoyed and I can laugh about it now because I'm able to recognize that really quickly, but that's my tendency. Like Mm -hmm. this isn't happening yet. I needed this to happen yesterday. I must be doing something wrong or something must be going wrong. That's outside of my control. Do you ever feel that way as well? I can't imagine you ever feeling that way, but I know. Oh my gosh. Of course. I'm human, Mm -hmm. but here's what I want to say. That's not your fault. And it's Mm. not the fault of anyone listening. We have been programmed to do this. And in fact, I'm going to say that the powers that have sort of taken over um, the media, right? The social media, they have very strategically and brilliantly um, regulated our minds so that they can catch our full attention. So what's happened, especially like in the advertising and marketing uh, worlds, they know the competition out there. And now that particularly the internet is so, my God, enormous, right? They know that the competition is fierce. And so they have devised plans, and this is true, they have devised plans to get our attention in a fast and furious way so that we buy or we buy into concepts that they're trying to sell. So it's this constant vying for our attention that has actually caused them to speed up the way information is delivered and we've been programmed to respond accordingly. So please, no one beat yourself up over this. So what do we do? We recognize this. And we bring ourselves back to a place where we are willing to love ourselves enough to slow down, to not take in information ever that feels overwhelming. You take it in bite-sized pieces. You love yourself enough to give yourself the opportunity to digest and then metabolize information. So here's what's happened. Because people are very much accustomed to being in this overwhelm of information all the time, right, we're constantly being bombarded. What happens when you can't take that in, which is perfectly natural, is that you start to beat yourself up. You start to say to yourself, there's got to be something wrong with me that I can't take that 
much information in and I can't dissect it and I can't do this and I can't do that. Or it doesn't make any sense to me. I must be stupid. No, none of that is real. But what's happened is that it has robbed us of our ability to manifest from a place of being the creator of the manifestation. And so what happens is that as we're bombarded with all of this information, we're manifesting, but we're manifesting according to that information. It's very difficult for us to clear the path through all of that and discern what's coming from us and what's coming from the outside world. This is tragic, actually. And so what I think really is being called for now is for us to slow ourselves down. When you feel yourself being impatient, either with yourself or with others, know that it has nothing to do with you. And yet it is an invitation for you to just take a breath, to allow yourself to become soft and allow yourself to be within you, to come back to your own heart and then start to discern the energy that you're tapped into. If the energy that you're tapped into is causing any of those feelings of overwhelm or inadequacy, then you know that that is all coming from the outside. It's coming actually from the ego energy that has been activated. So as we become masterful in manifestation, we learn how to discern, number one, the voices. Is it from, you know, the outside world? Is it has it triggered the ego that, of course, is intent on sabotaging this? Like what's happening? But don't dwell there. Just in that moment, I say there's magic in the pivot. In that nanosecond, you have the ability, you are hardwired, in fact, to pivot and to redirect your energy choosing frequencies now that have the ability to create what your heart truly wants. I love it. I can really tell the difference when I'm in the energy of creation or when I'm at that perfect place to manifest what I want versus when I'm feeling frustrated and it feels like I'm not loving myself. Something that keeps coming to mind as you're talking and we're talking about New Year's resolutions in a lot of these podcast episodes I've been recording lately. And a lot of people, you know, don't feel good where they're at. I keep coming back to this. You know, for most people know I had a baby about three months ago and something I decided I want, I'm not big on new year's resolutions at all, but I thought I just want to feel good in my body this year. I want to feel healthy and pain-free and just feel good and not put pressure on myself to like get back to my pre-pregnancy weight within six months or anything like that. But at the same time, I do feel frustrated when things aren't moving towards that quickly enough. And so I can feel the difference when I go, you know what, this is the best time in the world for me to be gentle and easy 
easy with myself. But then there is that outside voice of, well, you know, this person bounced back to their pre-pregnancy weight so much faster and you're still like completely stagnant, like right where you were after you had him, you know, so I can feel the difference. And I I don't want to put pressure on myself. I want to love it myself and be easy on myself, but it's really hard to get rid of those critical voices. I guess get rid of them isn't the right way to think about it, but it's hard to love and accept and embrace those parts of myself that want to be critical so they can kind of lose their power over me. Do you have any thoughts on that? I don't know if that's something that you've dealt with. I know a lot of people can relate to that. Absolutely. And we're all human, aren't we? And Mm -hmm. one of the things, you know, that I think has happened from all of our childhoods is that, you know, there have been times where clearly we have been reprimanded for something, some infraction of some kind. And the moment that that has happened, what happens internally is we start to project that outwards, right? And we then start to compare ourselves to everybody else. That's Mm -hmm. where the comparison started. And it comes almost, you know, simultaneously because the inference is that you're bad and they're good. It doesn't matter what the subject matter is. There's always somebody who's better than you. And so, again, we have to look at the programming and the results of that. And this level of mastery that I'm referring to is one where we are actually stepping out of our childlike vision and stepping into the vision of the adult that knows its capacity to create. So part of this is about accepting that this is your birthright. Your birthright is to be a creator. So each and every time that we make the choice to come back to creating rather than reacting, we are stepping into that place of divinity within us. And that's when I say all heaven breaks loose because it immediately responds to that high vibrational frequency that of energy. We call it love, but there's so many different names for it, but it is the creative energy of the entire universe. So it makes perfect sense, Helena, that you're describing how you don't feel good about yourself when you're beating yourself up and you feel so far away from loving yourself, as opposed to when you're in the creative mode. Something magical happens when we're in the creative mode. We lose ourselves, don't we? You know, it's so funny. I was speaking with a client just the other day, and she said, you know, I've been working on this project, and people keep telling me, oh, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And she said, I am so in the creative flow. She said, I recognize immediately that everything else is sort of mundane. And when I get out there in the mundane, as much as I know that I need to do that for certain aspects of my life, she said, I can't wait to come back and be the creator. And it's because Mm. when we're in the flow of creative energy, 
we are also tapped in. We are tuned in to our joy, our abundance, our prosperity, our peace, and more and more creative flow. We can't even see outside of us. And I think anyone here can relate when they have been like in their zone, which is what we call it. You don't, you don't even know what's going on in the outside world. You can mm -hmm. have people talking to you and you won't hear a thing. You can, you know, have a television on, a radio on, <laughs> this on, that on. You're just in your flow. Absolutely. I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, it's been so long since I've felt that. And mm -hmm. I just crave that feeling when it comes to work specifically. I feel that all the time in other areas of life, but I get stuck in that mundane. Your client had the perfect word for that. It's like, yeah. I feel like I have to do these things, but mm -hmm. I don't really want to do these things. And, you know, I gives me less and less time to do what I actually love. Like, things like this, right? You know, collaborating, yeah. talking to just my brilliant expert friends. And yeah, it's so interesting. I definitely haven't mastered that balance. And it's just that feeling I crave so much, no matter how many things I manifest and attract all these amazing things that I have now that I used to want. It used to just feel like a fantasy. Now it's like my reality, unless I still have that feeling of that creative flow, I still feel like I'm striving for something that I don't quite have. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think that that's natural because uh -huh. creators are meant to create. Yeah. So we will always want more. So everybody, give yourselves a huge hug. Say, yes, I want more. That means that you are accepting in this moment that you have the capacity, the ability to create more. And it is if you, if it is your birthright to be the creator, it's also your purpose. So our fulfillment depends on us creating. I agree with that a million percent. Something I've been saying for years is that you're always going to be at a place where you want more than what you have right now. And, right. you know, until the day you die, you're going <laughs> to always be at a place where you want more. And that's a great thing. Personally, when there isn't something I'm working on creating, I feel very bored and can get depressed very easily. Yep. It's like, I always want to be, I don't like the term like striving for more. To me, that's like a feeling like, there's something outside of yourself that you need to prove yourself to or earn and work hard to get. I think we're always expanding. We're always evolving. We can't help it. That's just like a natural law of the universe. But are we keeping up with our expansion or not? And when we're not, that's where we feel this disconnect from who we really are. Do you agree with that, Marcy? I know I can definitely feel the difference there. Absolutely. And you know, the other thing, and, you know, this came to mind as you were speaking, is that the other thing that we need to do is give ourselves permission to let what we are creating change. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're in this place, you have a, a little baby, okay? <laughs> so first off, you have created, like, the manifesto, right? <laughs> that baby is the culmination of creative energy. But you also, you're whole life has shifted and your focus has shifted and it, and it must in order mm -hmm. to provide for his needs at this time and provide for your own needs as a mother. 
and as a wife and as parents. So your roles are shifting. So what you're going to create is shifting. Yes. And we need to accept that at different times in our lives, our creative process will be called in different directions than maybe what we wanted it to be in um, at another time, or even maybe what we might want it to be in presently. However, we have other necessities, let's say, that we are creating. And so this is where compassion comes in. We are humans. We're living a human life, even though we know that we are magnificent beings, right? Um, divine beings. And But in this human existence, we go through, like you said, we are evolving. And that evolution means that we also experience different stages in our lives. And so in those stages, each one will require that we have a certain amount of compassion for ourselves because it requires that we are letting go of who we were or what we were putting our focus on a day ago <laughs> and what we have to let go in terms of what defined us, what pleased us, what you know brought us happiness, all of that. And we have to now clear and make space for now what needs to come through and wants to come through and is waiting to come through. And compassion is the energy frequency that allows that to happen. It takes us from where we are right now to where we want to be. And where is that? To the softer, allowing place where everything that we really want is waiting for us. That is so beautiful. And as you're speaking here, Marcy, I can really feel how self-love completely relates to manifesting and attracting or creating what you want. I did a poll on my YouTube channel a couple days ago and hundreds of people voted. And this was the number one topic they wanted to learn more about self-love and manifesting what you want in any area yeah. of life. And I thought, okay, that's great. One of my favorite topics is the manifestation piece. And I know self-love is one of your favorite topics. That's right. Was perfect, but I thought, how do they relate? Is this two separate podcast episodes? Mm. Like, how, or should this even be together in the same episode? And when I'm hearing you talk about this, it completely relates. I mean, of course, is the way, and it's about being easy with yourself and gentle with yourself, like you said, and compassion, and basically making peace with where you are right now in order to get to the next place or follow the next logical step or probably be available to receive that intuitive hit or inspiration for where to go next. So I'm exactly. loving everything you're saying. I'm just loving this topic so much. How would this relate to decision making? I don't know hmm. if you can see the questions, but I see one in the chat. No, I, I can't actually. Okay, so I'll go read it to you. She said, this may not be relevant to the topic, <laughs> so no worries if you don't want to answer it, but I thought it was great. So she said, my boyfriend just told me he loves me and sees our relationship heading towards marriage. I love him too, but I never know how to decide who to marry. How would this relate to making decisions, Marcy? Do you have any thoughts on this question? Oh, I sure do. <laughs> so... 
when we're making a decision from the ego, you will always be indecisive. The ego wants you to be confused and to be indecisive because that's how it maintains control. So just to back up for a bit, let's just define what that ego is. It's actually an energy frequency, but it's based on our childhood experiences that created this fearful child. And that fearful child doesn't realize that you've grown up, that you've become this very wise, wise person. And that you've had many experiences because it didn't see those or experience them. The ego is stuck in exactly the same place as it was when it was developed. And so each time that you are trying to make a decision from your head, where the ego's, that let's face it, that is the ego's domain. It controls 97% of the thought. You will always be indecisive. And that extra 3% where you might have a chance that the you know heart is going to make an impact, it will <clears throat> throw out every smoke screen, every diversion, anything it possibly can, because in its childlike mind, it needs to keep you right where you are, where it can keep an eye on you, mm -hmm. where it can, in its mind, keep you safe, keep you behind the couch, hiding. So you will always be indecisive in your head. What's being called for here is for you to come into your heart. And what I'm feeling, if I may, first, do I have your permission to go there? I need to know that before I respond. Well, we're waiting for her to type some more okay. in. Just go, just go ahead and type yeah. yes in the comments if it's okay, if we continue okay. down this route. Um, I yeah. know, Marcy, we recorded an episode together called how to keep the ego from sabotaging your love mm -hmm. life stop abandoning yourself and it was just one of my favorite episodes i've ever done so people can go check that out if yeah. they're interested so we can talk about this in a very general way so here's the difference how you can discern the voice of your heart number one your heart always wants you to go forward and it's not to say yes to the engagement but it wants you to go forward following your joy. So if, and I don't know anything about your history or your romantic experiences, but if you have had relationships in the past that have been completely governed by the ego, what has happened is that your heart has not been brought into the relationship. And so it may feel very unfamiliar. And that unfamiliarity may give you a message that it must mean that you're going in the wrong direction. But there's no truth in that. 
being unfamiliar means that it's taken you out of your comfort zone. The ego is where, because it controls 97% of the thought in many people's minds, unfortunately has become our comfort zone. So when you enter the heart, I want you to know it will be uncomfortable. It will stretch you in ways that you didn't even know you could be stretched. It will take you out of that comfort zone and into a place where you start to actually see your life going forward in a more expansive way. So one of the things that we need to do, of course, is to ask our heart if it's all in or not. So if there are those walls that we talked about very early on in the program that are preventing you from accessing that energy, your first step is to take them down as much as possible, or at least poke some holes in them <laughs> so that the heart <laughs> energy can come through. How do we do that? Well, this is where the thought is really so powerful because when you start to discern that those thoughts are negative, that those thoughts want to take you into the direction of withdrawing, rejecting love, withholding love in any way, you know it's ego bound. Poke a hole in that. Start to ask yourself, well, what if? What if I married so-and-so? What would my life look like? What would my life be like? And most importantly, what would my life feel like? When we're in touch with our heart and our heart is given permission to speak, what we recognize immediately is that when we're headed in the direction of love, and I want you to all pay attention to this, you will have, oh, I'm getting God bumps. You will have an immediate feeling of being set free. It is a freedom that is so expansive, you've never felt it before. You will want to shout from the rooftops. You want to share this discovery. You'll want to be out in the world. In other words, you will actually feel your heart expanding through all the layers of your energy field. And that's what is the reward of doing the work of taking down those walls or poking holes in them or dissolving. It is utilizing, and I, I always like to like whisper this because it's like the ego doesn't even realize, but it it produces a roadmap for us. When we start to recognize its voice and we are recognizing the thoughts that it's producing, we know right away, time for a pivot. Here's my magical nanosecond where I can change everything. 
And what happens is the moment you do that, you enter into a new vibrational frequency, which now gives you access to a higher, more expansive view. But guess what? You're going to have new, higher frequency opportunities, people, things, thoughts that will now come into your sphere. So each time that you pivot and you start to feed that new energy, in fact, you are creating new life in that very moment because the universe responds to you immediately. That is so beautiful. And as you were speaking, Marcy, she typed in, yes, definitely giving you permission to go wherever you wanted to go. She also said, I can also share that my hesitation with him is that he struggles a lot with anxiety. Any thoughts for her specifically? And feel free to take this anywhere you want to go. I love everything okay. you're sharing, Marcy. Thank you. And I'm going to tell you, I actually felt that anxiety and I feel that it's matching yours. Mm. The anxiety, the energy of anxiety tells me that the two of you have a tendency to go way far off into the future. Anytime that we go too far off into the future, we're going to be anxious because it's filled with unknown. So the call is to start to, and I use this word not as something being wrong with you, but as a word to imply realignment. But you're being called to heal that need to go too far in advance. That is the work of the ego. The ego uses either your past or your future to paralyze you. And when people are very attuned to that, they become paralyzed in every level of their life. We're talking about how to manifest in every area of your life. So you, it's important to understand that energy is the predominant energy of your entire field that we're talking about shifting. So anxiety is a symptom of stress that has reached the tipping point based on the fear of going forward because you've gone too far forward and it can only produce anxiety. So what you need to do is every time that you're aware of anxiety within yourself, place your hands on your heart. Take some nice, soft, deep breaths in. Deep, deep breaths, meaning you're going to breathe them all the way down into your belly so that your belly expands like a Buddha. And then release your breath out and pull your belly button right back to your spinal cord and open up again and do it three times. That breath will bring you back to the present where you can take a full and honest assessment of what's happening and then choose where you want to go forward in your pivot because you don't want to stay in that energy. This is where a lot of issues arise because people think that they, even if they want to look at 
oh my God, what's just happened? There's no issue in looking. Don't stay there. Energy is meant to flow in and out, in and out. And so it's so important to bring ourselves back to the truth of the moment and then make a choice for what we want to create. And then when you've made that choice, you're not going, you know, a year down the line. You're just making a choice for now, allowing that choice to unfold in what it manifests. Say, hmm, do I need to tweak that? Do I want to change that? Pivot again, pivot again, pivot again. In other words, what you're doing is you're allowing yourself to get back into alignment with the natural flow of the universe. This is how manifestation, again, from a place of high frequency creation, will create a life for you where there's no longer any confusion. As far as your partner is concerned, what happens when you realign yourself? There will no longer be a place for that anxiety to meet. And so you won't be feeding each other's anxiety. And if you share what I've just shared with you, then your partner can do the same thing. And this is the difference between being in the ego and being in your heart. It's recognizing your abilities and allowing your possibilities to flow and to create the life of your dreams. So beautiful, Marcy. I was doing that breathing exercise right along mm -hmm. with you. And I'm not struggling with making decisions or anything like this question right now, but it was actually very helpful for me personally. So hopefully that was helpful for everyone listening. I know right before we started recording, I got on this call and I said, I'm spreading myself too thin today. I'm <laughs> going from one thing to the next. Like I can't, <laughs> I have no time to do anything. I'm literally just like jumping from one thing to another. And that helped me like really slow down. Mm -hmm. and so that was great. Hopefully that was helpful for you, Emily, and everyone. And I love what you said, Marcy. It really is true that we can so easily pick up on other people, especially our partner's anxiety, especially women who are drawn to this work or people who are drawn to this work, I think tend to be very empathic mm -hmm. and just pick up on everyone else's emotions and like kind of soak them in like a sponge. I know at least I can. Yeah. And so that was very helpful just to kind of recenter yourself and get into alignment, which actually does help shift things with the other person you're dealing with as well. Right. Absolutely. Because energy is always looking for other energy, just like itself. That mm -hmm. is a law of energy <laughs> and it, it's taking place 24 seven. So if that energy is being fed, it's being fed from some place. And of course it takes two to tango. Right. So yeah, that's definitely. where it's being fed. Yeah. Well, I hope that was helpful. Write some more in. If you're still with us, Emily, let us know if that resonated with you. I think probably going back and listening to the replay will be helpful for this entire episode because we're talking about some really, really deep concepts yeah, here. Yeah, we are. 
And I understand yeah. that. But the other thing I wanted to emphasize is that one motion of placing your hands upon your heart, you're making a declaration to your heart that you're coming back to it. It opens and responds to you immediately. Remember, all things are energy. So just as we think about the universe being the energy outside of us that responds to what we're sending out, so does the energy that is within us. It responds in exactly the same way. So our heart, which is the most powerful aspect of us, as it is the place where the source energy lives, it has as its home, the moment that we place our hands upon there, we are already shifting. Now, this is part of the heart shifting process that I've created, or I should say has been created through me that I teach my clients. The first thing is, is you have to make contact with your heart. It's a message. And this communication is a communication that changes everything. I mean, try screaming at somebody with your hands on your heart. It doesn't work. Your personal connection with your heart is your sacred spot. It really is. That is so mm -hmm. true. Emily wrote back in and said, thank you. So I'm glad that was helpful. Michelle said, this is fascinating, very insightful, and so helpful. Thank you. Yeah, you're you're so very welcome. welcome. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe we're almost to the end of the hour. How did this just fly by? I feel like it was one of those flow states you talk about where time can pass and you don't That's even right. realize it. So I'm really looking forward to listening to the replay of this myself. I'll get it posted very soon. Marcy, is there anything else you want to say on this topic of self-love and manifesting? And I also wanted to save some time to talk about your self-love starter kit and your Find Love Now online course. Mm -hmm. I know you have a coupon code just for my community to get 70% off if that's still available. But I'd Absolutely. Love to hear yeah. Absolutely available. And um, there is something that I want to address, and that is what I promised at the beginning of this program. And that is to reveal to you what is the number one essential thing that you must, must have or do in order to manifest in any area of your life. And the answer to that is to know that you are worthy of everything that your heart desires and to be committed to doing whatever it takes to bring it to life. That is so beautiful. Feeling worthy of everything you desire and being committed to do what it takes to bring it to life. That is great. Right. Love that so much. Is that addressed in your self-love starter course and your fine love now? I know the fine love now relates to actually romantic relationships mostly, right? Uh, yes, but of course, the principles can be applied to anything. When we're talking about manifestation, we're really talking about raising your vibrational frequency so that you are magnetizing your heart and you are drawing to you a higher frequency of life. In that will be love, 
will be joy, will be that freedom that we really spotlighted today, will be creativity, will be opportunities, will be prosperity, will be abundance, will be anything that you know, truly know in your heart is what you deserve to be experiencing here in this abundant, plentiful, magnificent earth that we live in. These concepts can be applied to anything, but this, this concept of really knowing your worth is what will allow you to start to walk down that path, that journey of self-love. And self-love, and I think we've spoken about this in the past, and I won't dwell on it, but it's different from self-care. Self-love, just so that everybody knows it's going to take you out of your comfort zone because it's going to lead you to a place where you are expressing that worth, that value, that birthright, that deserving, and you will begin to act accordingly, make choices accordingly. And that's when everything shifts. So true. I know the name of that course is Find Love Now. True love begins with a heart shift in you. Everything begins with a heart shift in you. I've really found. I mean, just yeah. calling in anything in life, not just love mm -hmm. and relationships, right? So that's right. I believe the coupon code for my community is Find Love 150. Do I have that yes, right? Yes, it is. That's exactly right. And nowhere else, anywhere in the internet, will you find it for that price. Oh, I love that. It's just for my community. That's 70% mm -hmm. off, right? And then, right. of course, your self-love starter course is just a total favorite with my audience. So if you're mm -hmm. listening live, that is in the episode details right now. If you're listening to the replay of this, that those will be the first two links in the description or the show notes. And I'm also going to include a link to download the Bullhorn podcast app. That's where we're broadcasting live right now. I broadcast my podcast live every other Friday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, which is 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And you can type your questions into the chat like the ladies did today. You can actually call in and talk to us personally, get your personal question answered. It's totally free. So user-friendly. So that will be somewhere in the description as well. Marcy, this was amazing. I had a blast talking with you today. I hope we can do <laughs> this again soon. Thank you so much for everyone listening live. And Marcy, thank you for sharing all your words of wisdom today. This was very helpful for me personally. So hopefully everyone got a lot out of this. Thank you so much again for having me as your guest, Elena, and for all of our audience now and in the future. Just know that you are loved and cherished beyond all measure. And when you know this, it is so, and the universe responds accordingly. Love it. Thank you so much. And thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you again next time. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.